Hello. Hello. How are you? I'm fine. How are you? I'm doing good. I need to adjust my audio. My speakers. Say something. Uh, what, do you, what do you want me to say? What is wrong with this? Everything. That's better. Back to the bin. What is that? That's what? Oh, I did that. <laughs> what, you make shake and bake? Did you help? No, there's a button to check speakers, and, and I heard oh, it, but it's, it's, it's still really low. Um, I can turn my gain no, up. No, 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 it's not you, it's me. <laughs> That's what they all say. It's not you, it's me. Not you, it's me. Loving you. You'll Love! Is a manly splendor thing. You'll hear that soon. I did uh, Arnold singing. Uh, what is it? Mini Ripperton? Loving you as easy <laughs> as you're beautiful. La 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 Damn it, Cohagen, give those people the air. Give those people the files. Hey, Co did you watch Cobra Kai? No, no. Holy shit, it was good. Yeah? Yeah. I don't even was... re really remember the Karate Kid. I do. I mean, I don't even... But I, I don't ever they, remember they if I watched the whole thing through or not when I was they younger. They catch you up real fast. Ah. Yeah. Okay. So, it's, I mean, you get YouTube red for... But you, yeah, YouTube read free for a month. It's like, and you can sit down and watch the whole thing in a day because it's only each episode's only like thirty minutes. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. So Paul's recording a score tonight for Ant Man and the Wasp with Ryan Daly. Nice. And I've already seen it, so I didn't want to really spoil. I, I was like, this is the only Marvel movie I haven't seen opening weekend. Ah. Just because we just every penny we have is for. Yeah. For the have you ball. thought about getting Movie Pass? Um, I don't think any place around me offers it. Yeah, because I found out the one because the the theater we went to to I said, do you have Movie Pass? They're like, oh yeah. I'm like, hmm, I need to look into this because you know I could. It's probably great, but it's like, you know, where I go to the movies, I don't go to the, the expensive theater. I go to the place that's like eight bucks for a matinee. So it's like yeah, that's about what mine is, eight or nine bucks. But still, I mean, if I'm paying ten bucks a month. And I can yeah. see any movie I want. I can see one movie a day. I can't double up. I can't see the same movie twice. Like, I was like, oh, yeah, I, I might want to see that. I mean, instead of paying, you know, you see one movie every Saturday. Yeah, that covers it, yeah. You've more than, you know, if as, as, as long as you can resist the concessions or sneak something in, you're good. I'm a big fan of the sneak. Yeah. Well, I don't have a purse, though, so or a merce. Or you a have pockets. Thing. Man, well, excuse me, sir. Is that a water bottle in your pocket? Are you just happy to see you see me? No, sir. It's, it's not. A I, water have, I have. I have. I have goiters. I have a glandula problem. It's actually a. It's actually a Polish kielbasa. Yeah. <laughs> or it's a cucumber rolled up in aluminum foil like Spinal Tap. Ah, <laughs> uh, yeah. All right, well, let's jump into this because I'm gonna. All right. I'm gonna have to. So, all right, let me get this. Uh, get this party started. It's getting hot in this room, and I can't run a fan because it'll make too much damn noise. <laughs> what? Are you my fan? I'm a big fan. <clears throat> oh, I got a belch. Hold on, it's in there. I can feel it. Can you feel it? Can you feel it? Can you feel it? Oh man, it's stuck. Come on. Ah, oh, she sucks. <laughs> Come on, get out of there! It's like right, right below my esophagus, <sighs> right in the center of my chest. Just feels like a big ball of air. Just, just start punching your own, your own stomach. Push my stomach. Push the air. Push the air. Come on, do it! <clears throat> nah. All right. I'm trying to swallow air to like prime the pump. Priming the pump. Ah, screw it. It'll, I'll just. I'll mute myself or let out a big belch in the middle of a sentence. 
You ready? Yeah, uh, yeah. Okay. Hello and welcome to Back to the Bins. This time around, everybody, hold on, because we are once again diving into those two wonderful series that you've all been begging and asking for. They have? Yeah, yeah maybe. Amethyst, Princess of the Gem World, Maxi Series, and... Da -da 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 -da. No, not Scrappy-Doo. It's Sleepwalker. Yeah! That means I'm back, bitches! <laughs> and that, of course, is the hair metal hero, and I'm Dr. <laughs> Bill... And we again have no adult supervision. Yeah, because because the real parents couldn't be here. <laughs> <laughs> and we'll get into that in my book. <laughs> yes, we will. So, you, so what you been doing? You got any new comic news on your your you're into this up? Uh, yeah, whatever. Where I'm, you live? I'm, I'm in spending lockdown right now for upcoming nuptials, but. Uh, uh yeah just uh, and i'm also on pop lockdown unfortunately so my pop collection is stalled but uh <laughs> oh yeah you you were getting a couple for um stranger things right oh i have almost all of them for stranger things mm. yeah it's yeah it's hurt my wallet a little bit but i can't get anybody else in this house news. to watch stranger to things what? really they just but the i, I tried I I gave up. Like they watched the first one, but they're like, eh. Uh, fair enough. That's all right. It's not everybody's cup of tea, but it's certainly mine. But in terms of comic news, Sleepwalk is actually coming back. Really? And yeah, and part of the new uh, Infinity War that they got going on. He's got a two issue mini coming out mm. in October. Nice. So uh, I will be buying a floppy off the stands for the first time in about fifteen years. Woohoo! Yay! Because you've got the whole series, right? Uh, yes, I have all of the. I have the, the whole series in the holiday special, and um, at some point I will get around to getting his uh, appearances in uh, Spider-Man: Tangled Web yeah. and Captain Marvel and stuff. Yeah. Mm. Okay. Cool. Uh, any news on the on the movie? That is it kind of stalled. Uh, the guys are plugging away. No, no, it hasn't stalled. They're plugging. They, I'm, I'm friends with uh, one of the one of the uh, directors and writers on that, and um, no, he posts stuff pretty regularly. They're, they're hoping uh, September ish, September or October ish for the uh, the launch of it. Oh, cool. So, I st yeah, I still remember walking through, walking through the bath, the men's room at the at it's the Tampa right. Convention Center, and there's a flyer on the floor, and I'm like, Sleepwalker, what? I gotta, so I pick it up off the floor. <laughs> Thank like, you. I gotta bring this with me. I gotta tell Hero about this, and then I'm like, oh my god, I picked this off the floor, up off the floor. <laughs> yeah, I, I actually have one of the flies. I don't know if it was it you that sent me or uh, Josh who's doing the show sent me. So I do have Not one sure. of the postcards. Yeah, it was like wow, because that was you had started that before we heard about that series. I, oh, you know, you yeah, had been doing I... Sleepwalker with us on and off. So. Yep. Yep. You know, it's amazing we can never get anybody else on when we do Amethyst and Sleepwalker. Hmm. It's like Whatever, they man. It that way. Whatever, man. It's the two of us. It's the big beef bench. We don't need anybody else. <laughs> big beef bench. Well, locking this thing down. <laughs> well, let's let's get on with the beef. All right. So, uh, I believe my book is up first. DC is first because it's older. Cause, yeah, this time because it's older. All right. So, uh, I do not have a pre Pre-Panera pre bread synopsis. <laughs> I'm not surprised. <laughs> um, but as we discussed pre-show, pre there's really... I, I think I could cover this without going too off the deep end. Yeah, I think that's manageable for this one. So I am covering tonight the maxi-series uh, in, in Amethyst Princess of the Gem World, Volume 1. Uh, we are doing Issue 3 of the 12-issue maxi-series. And on the cover, we have, um, oh shoot, I've already forgot that guy's name. Uh, Ganth or Granth? Ganth, Garth, Garth. Party, party on, Garth. Hold <laughs> on, see, this is why I should prepare. This is why I should be professional. Branch. Branch? Granch. Granch. Branch. Granch. Granch. So we have a shot of Granch back in the, well, that would be the background. Well, that's kind of the middle ground, I guess fighting a lizard man uh, who's about ready to stab him. 
Um, and he's they they're both are you know locked in Mortal Kombat. Mortal Kombat. And in fight. Sorry. Go ahead. No, that's okay. And in the foreground, in front of them, we have. Oh God, I am just forgetting everything tonight. Uh, I'm not. I'm not helping you out on this one. No, I know. Amy, duh, amethyst. Okay, don't worry. That really long pause will be edited out. Oh crap! I, now I've told everybody. Oh crap! Now I got. I can leave that. it in. There you go. Let's work. <laughs> so Amy is in the foreground, and she's being attacked by uh, a red lizard. There you go. Beast thing, and but she's got on a cool like evil Pac-Man shirt. Yeah, it almost looks like Jack Skellington in profile. Oh, yeah. Yeah, if Jack Skellington was Pac-Man. Yeah, and she's, like, leaning back on some type of gems, and then there's a woman in the background who I don't think Well, she's wearing the amethyst, so it's got to be amethyst, right? Is it? But her hair color's not right. Well, Unless I it's think just it's cause colored. Artistic because... license. Because oh, her eyes true. are purple. Her lips well, I wasn't are... sure if it was a dark opal or not, but I guess it is an am- am- amethyst. Yeah, you're right. Mm-hmm. You're right. I'm always right. It doesn't really, but yeah. See, I don't think it. I get the artistic license, but yeah, it would have been nicer if they had done her with. But anyway, I mean that is her her pendant that's on there. Yes. So, you got me. You got All me. Right. And, and our cover was by I believe Ernie Colon. Am I saying that right, or is it Cologne? Um, I I uh, I don't know. We'll just say Cologne to be politically correct so it doesn't sound like colon yeah. <laughs> i don't know <laughs> and our story is written by dan mishkin and gary cohen and our penciler and inkler is ernie cologne <laughs> what are you laughing at nothing <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 go ahead our colorist is tom's Z- oh god sayuko and letter is john costanza and editor is Karen. <laughs> what? Karen Berger. <laughs> no, the Castanja. Castanja. <laughs> Do I hear a horn beeping? There's a horn, yes. This, the microphone picks up everything. Ah. Yes, mine does too. That's why I, that's why I, that's why I live in the garage. Anyway, <laughs> let's jump into the book. Because I don't really think. Oh, yes, the name of the story is Tangled Web. Oh, what a tangled web we weave. And we are seeing. Our sinister master of menace, Dark Opal, Lord of the Gem World, who, as we have said before, is just really creepy looking with that black zebra type, blue, like blue skin with a black zebra stripes, like symmetrical stripes all down his body. And he is using some hocus pocus sorcery and creates, literally weaves a web of sorcery that he then proceeds to climb up into and his son, Carnelian, c- c- comes in. And he's like, what is going on in here? He's like, father, father's like, oh, I have Citrine's gem that you took years ago. And then we start to see that Dark Opal has actually become and transformed himself into a spider in his web. And he's pretty scary looking. Yeah, he's he's actually looks like he's grown a couple extra limbs. Uh, Oh, yeah, he's got more. (laughs) Definitely got more. Don't want to know where they sprouted from. <laughs> he's got a couple arms coming out his ass. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he also has, uh, you know, he's like, yes, I'm going to set a trap to capture Citrine and in turn capture Amethyst. Dun, dun, dun. Mm-hmm. And the, the, yeah, I guess we'll go back about back with the art. So then we cut to Amethyst and she is trucking on down the road going back home as her older self. And then when she, and she's got her pup, her pup with her. And when they leap through the barrier, poof, she is now back to her age. However, as she goes downstairs, she overhears the police who are at her home with her parents. You're not my parents. (laughs) And she overhears that she has been gone for two days while it was only mere hours on in the gem world. So she comes downstairs, alone or in pairs. She makes a slinkity sound. And... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> well she does she comes down with the uh with the dog in yes. a pair and the the dog is rough rough gives her away and they're like what are you doing where you been and they just say oh we're sorry officer now okay <laughs> yeah. if i was a cop 
Yep. And your kid's been gone two days. I would not say, oh, I understand, Mr. Winston. I've got two teenagers of my own. I'm just glad she's all right. You have <laughs> failed, sir, yeah. as a policeman. You have I don't failed. Know. The, artwork for, the artwork for him kind of reminds me of, like, either Stanley from The Office or, uh, you know, the cop that's in uh, Big Lebowski. I wouldn't hold out much hope for the credence. Like, so, I could see <laughs> I, maybe that's just his personality. I was thinking like, more, I of, uh, more of... Uh, the character that uh, what is it, Re- Reginald? What's his name played? Reginald Vell um, Johnson. Yeah, just bag him. <laughs> Welcome Yellow to the party, pal. Five. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, so then Amy starts to talk to the dog. What do I do, Taft? I tell the truth. <laughs> and the dog's like, I don't understand you. I'm a dog. <laughs> And the parents are like, what do you mean you won't tell us where you were? Uh, I don't know, Mom. I said I can't uh, because uh, you, you'd send me to a shrink, which, hey, oddly enough, her mom is a shrink and takes offense at that. <laughs> and then she's like, well, you know, have I done something? So, so. <laughs> she starts to use her shrink talk on her, and Amy is, none, is uh, you know, almost falls for her. goes, wait a second. Hey, I, now. Hold on. You're trying to shrink me. <laughs> what a world. What a world. So her dad tries to, you know, butter up and say, oh, you know, you can talk to me. You do anything you want to talk about. Oh, yeah? Yeah? Because, you know, we, we care about you. Why should you two care about me? You're not you're not my real parents anyway. Whoa. And we cut back to Lord Opal, who is looking not quite so zebra stripery, but man, no, he, he's a little off model. I wonder if, but I don't know if maybe that's uh, tax from doing his magics. Perhaps I don't know. We'll have to keep keep an eye on that in future issues. Mm. And Cubs, Lord Sar. Oh, you know what? That's right. We turn the next page, and he's back to being stripy. So somebody goofed. Uh-oh. So, uh oh. So, but I got, I love that shot on the next page where. Opal sees Sardonyx, and but the view we have is a reflection of Opal's eyeball yeah. filling half the page, and Sardonyx is just like, huh? <laughs> All right, uh, Dark uh, Opal, uh, I have some news. <laughs> uh, yeah, we didn't, uh, you know. Uh, uh. So he's been avoiding Opal, uh, hoping that Carnelian would uh, take Opal's wrath. But he discovers that um, Amethyst had actually been whisked away to Earth. And he's like, well, how could Amethyst, how could Citrine have taken a- her to Earth? Well, it's because, and now we get a little backstory, is that one of the reasons, um, well, that Carnelian is not really Dark Opal's birth son. He, too, has been adopted, and he was stolen from Earth. Whoa. Because all of Dark Opal's real progenitors progeny progenity progenitor Probably. anyway his kids his, it's your kids marty they're ugly <laughs> <laughs> and basically he because they were tainted by evil deformity and they were all cast to a place where uh, dark opal keeps them imprisoned and then we cut back to uh granch who is talking with sit with citrine i keep wanting to say satine but there's no way she looks like uh, 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 what's her name. Uh, no, I kept thinking Citronella. Citron. <laughs> We're gonna light you, and the mosquitoes won't bother Oof. us. Mosquitoes will never come around. I do have to say, some of Dark Opal's kids are pretty, uh, pretty gruesome looking. But yeah, you know, they're... it's not their fault. They're probably not bad kids. They're just misunderstood. Yeah. They, they look like Wolfman. They looks like uh, Spock well, gone bad. Yeah, I was gonna say he kind of looks. Yeah, the one that kind of looks like Clarion, the Witch Boy, a little bit. Yeah. Then there's the guy yeah. with there's the guy with the eye in his forehead. Then the guy behind him's got derp face. You know, there's like a devil looking guy. Yeah, there's all kinds of just freaks. So and we find out that Granch is the first freak, so to speak. He was. Dark Opal's, I believe, his first son, and he too was cast out, but he escaped and got better. No, no, <laughs> <He> got better. <laughs> but Citrine gives Granch two amethysts to aid him on his journey once he is able to find his. Uh, or well, he plans to go break into the the prison where all his 
brothers and sisters are kept. I gotta say, Dark Ar Opal was really getting busy if because you know, there was a lot of kids in those pictures. Uh, like a half dozen. Yeah, but yeah. well, I don't know. Between the two pictures, there might be a dozen because they look different in some of the pictures. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. All right. Yep. So um, we cut back and forth a little bit uh, back to Earth. Um, oh, sorry. See, I'm jumping around. Sit, Citronella <laughs> gives Granch <laughs> the amethyst so that he, he they'll they'll he'll be able to track his way out. He needs to leave one at the entrance when he goes into the labyrinth to get his brothers and sisters, and the other one will help guide him back out. We cut back to Earth. And the parents are still just kind of like, you know, they're talking about the woman in yellow. How did she find out she's adopted? Uh, oh, maybe she's just making it up. And the dad's like, no, nah, I'm not buying it. She knew. She knows. Meanwhile, in Emerson Junior High School, uh, Amethyst is looking up her birthstone and just discussing it with one of her friends who whips out her birthstone, which is an opal. And she freaks the F out. Yeah. <laughs> A dark opal! Yeah. So, and again, we have... I just can't stand the freckles on her face. I know they're trying to make I know, her look young. I, I know, but she's got Robert Davi face. I mean, there's not much you can do about it. I guess, or Morgan Freeman freckles. I don't know. <laughs> she's got Freeman freckles. So we cut the Granch in a scene that is, I guess, just in there to kind of fill filler it's i guess it's interesting he gets he's on his way he's playing with uh bambi and friends going through the forest and um suddenly he's grabbed by a wind demon who at first i thought kind of looked like the dragon from the never-ending story uh it doesn't quite look like falcor it looks more like a well no like, like a, an evil version of an falcor. evil okay fair enough yeah not not a friend yeah it doesn't look friendly at all and then you notice on the next page there's like multiple wind demons uh, and basically, they've grabbed him, and they're, oh, they're going to rip me to shreds. Oh, my God. Uh, oh, but if I just go limp, they'll get tired of me and drop me, which they do. <laughs> Playing dead works in everything. Yep. So it drops him in the forest in front of a mausoleum where there's a giant alligator. <laughs> As you <Wally> do. gator. <laughs> <laughs> so he goes to fight the alligator, because that is the guardian to the mausoleum, the entrance to the underworld where his brothers and sisters are kept his siblings and he fights and fights and fights and fights and fights fight 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 uh a piece of one of the gems <laughs> in the local vicinity breaks off and he stabs him in the tail pinning him down and then jumps on his neck and crack yeah breaks his neck and then just and, and of course but he knew this all along that the preacher's mouth is actually opening to the labyrinth and he either by the by, the drawings, I would say that the mouth grows. He doesn't shrink. Yes. And he walks into the gullet of said alligator and continues his journey. Mm-hmm. Um, we then cut back to Castle Amethyst. And, you know, I really thought that there was something up with this woman, with uh, Citronella. Well, she's got um, evil eyes. She, got she does. Eyes. She's got those uh, Meg Foster evil, evil in eyes. And, uh, but she, she looks like Dr. Girlfriend from... Uh... The Venture Brothers, a little bit. <laughs> so, while she's there, what I believe is Fawn is her name, um, Citronella receives... Citronella, see? Once again, we've slipped right into that. <laughs> yep. Citronella's getting a call from somebody, help, help me, help! But in reality, it is Dark Opal using her own gem to call her, basically masking himself. She sends her astral form to... Um, to see what's going on and however when she gets there um she finds that her spirit has been trapped in a web mm. and it was the web that dark opal weaved earlier when he was a spider so we have to think that that web came out of his out butt. of his butt oh yeah <laughs> some dark opal butt web what the webbing holds me fast the strands are spun of conjury yeah that's what we're calling it yeah but conjury <laughs> But Conjury. So he's like, ah, what a fine dupe you have become, Citronella. <laughs> and what tender bait to await young Amethyst's return. Uh, and then we got a nice shot of the do of the um, the Dark Fortress, the Dark, his, you know, because remember, everything in this world has a face. Yep. There's numerous faces again of like back, of like things just looking at you, brooches, things on walls, 
entire fortresses, dogs and cats living together, mass hysteria. Mm. So we cut back to the world, well, to our world, and uh, we have more up close, freckle face pictures. <laughs> we still have the Wonder Woman po- poster on on her back wall, which is yeah. like, and she's just going on about, yeah, you know, she's like, you know, I can't go back until my gem is. <gasps> warm to the touch so she's like i could go back and then she hears her parents amy amy are you home and then she goes down and talks and her dad's like hey i got something let's 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 uh, start up some juvenile diabetes let's eat a lot of birthday cake yeah <laughs> yes eat it up so he goes down after they have their little snack and decides you know i think i still need to talk to her and he and he comes up and just in time to see her leaping through the portal heading back to the gem world. And it says, coming up, secrets told and quests fulfilled. But first, Amethyst battles Dark Opal. Be here next month. Ooh. Yeah. So that's what's going on with Amethyst. A lot, a lot of stuff going on. Yeah, we got a lot of setup. We got Dark Opal planning his plot to capture Citronella. We got Branch <laughs> killing alligators and walking down her throat. <laughs> and we got Amy splitting the go back to the gem world, getting caught by her dad. Guess I could have just said that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What was the fun of that? I mean, we pointed out some of the cool shots, like like the eyeball shot. Yeah, just... it's you know, it's one of those. Again, it's you know, you can tell where the artist. This is the stuff he wants to draw. <laughs> where yeah, you look at all the domestic stuff, and it's like, whoa, boy. Yeah, the domestic look... stuff's pretty blah. Blah. I like the I like the splash where she's coming down the uh, yeah while walking through the portal. It's, no, that's pretty nice. Yeah, I mean it just yeah. Actually, you know what the cop the cop kind of transformed. Yeah, because I'm looking on page five and going to page six. He kind of he put on some weight. <laughs> <laughs> it must have been the birthday cake. Yeah, mm, delicious. Yeah. <laughs> Um, I mean we've got I think from what I remember things should start moving a little quicker I mean well things actually did pick up a little bit I mean because we're the the third third. issue in last issue wasn't too bad either because that was the whole rapey kidnapping thing yeah at Um, least we didn't have a lot of that here no but at least they know that I mean they realize in this one that she is only 13 years old yeah, oh, that would explain her inexperience. Aha. Mm. Yeah, it's um, it, I didn't. I wasn't. I wasn't bored reading it. No. Yeah. It's. I tried uh, to just skim through it the first time, but I was so confused, so confused. Yeah, you can't. Like, really no, no. Skip. I really got to. I'm like, I really got to stop and just read this. And yeah, go, oh, it's okay, not Chris Claremont much... levels of text, but yeah, but it's 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 got it's a little meaty, but because of like one or two pages is recap but then you get the explanations of dark opal's kids who branches and and you know then we have a little bit of adventure and then intrigue with the, with the capture and then you know more yeah the only place the art well maybe the art's supposed to just fall apart at the um on the mundane in in our dimension because our dimension well quite you know is boring, it's boring. so yeah i could see that i mean it's drawn well up for her freckles. <laughs> Sorry, I just can't let that go, man. They just look like, and they change. They change. It seems like they change space. You know, they they move. They're alive. <laughs> I can't yeah, stand it's, them. It's you. You know. You know how they did it well. They did it with the New Teen Titans with Terra. Like that's how you draw a child with freckles. Like this does little dots. Does not, little dots. Little, little dots. dots. Chipmunk cheeks. Little yeah. dots. So, uh, you want me to go ahead and rate it for me, uh, or you you got anything else you? I not mean, really. It's a pretty quick I, like, book. Yeah, actually, for, for the twenty-one pages of content in here, you know, and there is a lot of text, but it does zip right along because there's a couple different plot threads. We got three plot threads going on, and they're all kind of yeah. But I I I didn't feel like it was too much, but I didn't feel shortchanged when I read it either. No, no, I got definitely got my my times enjoyment out of it reading it. Yeah, and this is what I was saying. I remember I brought this up to Paul uh, a couple of shows ago that I kind of, you know, like like at what like at what point did we get the balance between too much exposition and not enough? And I think this is that time period to where everything kind of balanced out. 
at least in some books. I mean, there's still some books today. I think the new um, Marvel 2-in-1 kind of does that. It's pretty All balanced. Right. Um, we'll see what happens when the Fantastic Four starts back up in like a month or so. Yeah. Um, I'd be curious to know as well how it's... Yeah. So, all right. Well, I'll, let me give my grade. Uh, the front cover, it's pretty dark. <laughs> it is. It is dark. Out of black. But it kind of makes the character stand out. And I feel oh, like yeah. an idiot because I didn't realize that was Amethyst in the background. Until well. You, you brought it to my attention. Because I was thinking she should have been blonde. But <laughs> I get it. I'm a dummy. I'm going to give the cover a B plus. Um, the interior art. I still love all the the columns and the brooches and the things on tables and statues and everything in this world having a little face that's watching you, judging you. Everything judges you <laughs> in this world. Like on page 9 where Dark Opal is, is talking about uh, ci- uh, Citronella. Ci- thank you. Oh yeah, you know what? I forgot to mention that that the reason she was able to steal Amethyst away is because at the same time Dark Opal sent sent someone to Earth to kidnap a heir, she ba- she basically piggybacked along mm-hmm. for the ride and be- you, sh- you know used his spell to cover her transportation there, which was which was pretty sneaky, pretty shrewd, Citronella. Yeah. But in that picture at the top top of the page, yeah. look at Dark Opal's brooch. Yep, it's looking hey, into the flashback. It's looking into the flashback like you bitch. Oh. <laughs> Curse you, Citronella. Curse you and your candles, too. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, so, even in Castle Amethyst, there's the uh, things on the wall that judge you. Every, everything in this, in this world is judging you. Every time. Why? All the time. I don't think I could, like, sleep in a room like this. You know, I, I, I'd have, like, the knob at the top of the bedpost looking at me, like, Really? You you you're gonna keep sleeping? Or like really? You you gotta snore that loud? <laughs> I'd be like, hey, it's your if you you wanna watch, go for it. I wouldn't want to. Yeah. Oh, and when um, Dark Opal catches uh, Citronella, it, like her body's like her spirit's kind of like stretched out, like along the top of the page, kind of looped mm-hmm. around, and then next thing you know, she's trapped in the web. So I think the art. I'm gonna give the art. I think I'm gonna give it a B. I'm gonna give it a B, and right, the, right. and the story we got like three plots going on. They're all moving pretty good. Uh, I'm gonna give it a B as well. So I'm pretty pretty easy going this time around. All Bs. All right. Uh, I'm not gonna v- differ too much from uh, from yours. Um, I, I the ink the with the cover. Um, it's not. I, I ju- I'm just gonna go a half a grade lower than you. I'm gonna go B minus. Okay. Um, it's not. It's not one of those ones that is iconic, you know, but it's good. You know, it lets you know what's going on. It, it actually depicts stuff that's going to happen in the in the book, um, other than the little red dragony thing, because that doesn't happen, but whatever. Um, <laughs> the interior art, I'm also going to go at just a, a half a grade lower here, too, just because of the inconsistencies where characters are off model. Mm. Um that's just, it, I, I like I can't draw. I, I say it every time, but you notice when stuff's off model or when it's really yeah. bad. <laughs> so, um, yeah, just a little bit. The little touches of the little goblins in the uh, panel gutters are always nice too. Um, yeah, there's like, how many are, are two there or three in, in this one? Yeah, there'll just be a panel, and there'll be like a little guy like leaning over the panel, like, "What are you looking at?" Yeah, it's a little Keep little reading. fun stuff. <laughs> Real fun stuff, and uh, story-wise, um, yeah, I mean this uh, this this kept me interested, and uh, you know I do want to see where this is going because the the fantasy aspect of it is really sucking me in. So uh, story-wise, I'm going to go uh, with a, with a B on that as well. So uh, I think overall I'm at a you know a high B minus, low B. I think. Okay. That's what that right. would put that at. Okay. 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 It was enjoyable. I enjoyed it. Right, well, that wraps up half of our. So we're going to we're going to call this Sleep World. We're going to call this Gem Walker. What are we going to call this? Jeez, uh, <laughs> I don't. I don't know. <laughs> e- right. Either way, let's let's get on so with part two tonight. On with the show. All right, let me find my file. I also did not prepare a synopsis. Hey, that's <laughs> the way we roll. But this, 
this is a pretty easy uh, issue to uh, synopsize, though. It's mostly punchy, punchy, run, run. So, fight. Uh, all right. So first things first. This is uh, Sleepwalker number eight. The cover date is January of '92, but it was released at uh, the middle of '91. Cover price was only one hundred cents, and the writer was Bob Budiansky. The penciler was Brett Blevins. The inker Mike Manley. The letterer Richard Starkings, and the colorist Mary Jammins. And the title of the issue is Night of the Living Deathlock. As we look at our cover, we have the ominous visage of Sleepwalker in the background, and he's surrounded by uh, what you'll find out is uh, stuff from like a haunted house tried. Uh, so there's like a mummy, a ghoul, like a hunchback, and he is aiming his warp beam at Deathlock's uh, right arm and warping it. And Deathlock has got this grin of, oh my god, I can't believe this is happening, what's going on? And uh, very muted colors on this. The corner box is a really stylish picture of Sleepwalkers, uh, sh- like a three-quarter profile in shadow. And the banner at the top says, Deathlock versus Sleepwalker. It's what every 90s kid wanted, right? <laughs> <laughs> so... We open up with the uh, first page, uh, you know, splash page, and it's Sleepwalker doing some uh, daring do, some good heroic good deeds, and he's using his warp beam to cause the concrete around two muggers to envelop them. And Alyssa uh, Conover is uh, looking on, and uh, she's the only one there ready to defend Sleepwalker after uh, the the uh the hoi polloi there on the street are thinking he's a monster and they're throwing trash at him trying to get him to uh to leave so we now cut to coney island 2 a.m at an amusement park and uh there's a guy walking into the haunted house oh and he smart no- yeah and he's noticing that um uh, somebody there is messing with his uh, his work because uh, apparently this guy uh, did all of the creature effects for this haunted house and now he feels like he's getting pushed out so we cut to mo- minutes later at a nearby apartment where we have uh, a figure in shadow which is Deathlock everybody's favorite cyborg um, and he's talking to this guy Jesus and uh, Jesus is the one that's been doing the uh, the work for the uh, the haunted house, and he feels like he's getting squeezed out. Deathlock is f- zooming around cyberspace. Remember when that was the buzzword back in the <laughs> early nineties? Cyberspace, and he's trying to track. Let's, let's just read the start of that 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 sentence. What, what, but let, but but let's not say Jesus. Sorry, Jesus. I was in cyberspace. <laughs> hey, Jesus! I'm in cyberspace. Uh, <laughs> yeah. So Deathlock is zooming around cyberspace trying to find any information he can on um, missing people because there's a lot of reports of missing people in the area and we cut back to Alyssa going to uh, Rick's apartment and they have a little conversation about Sleepwalker and she thinks that he uh, hangs around the uh, the haunted house because she's seen him there a couple of times that's where they first encountered each other and all that so, and uh, sh- what's that? So Rick is back though because he was gone. He was still gone at the end of last issue, right? Or am I not remembering that correctly? The Infinity. No, he was. The in- no, he was back. Was he? Oh, okay. Yeah, I think he. he was- I guess he was missing at the beginning of it, and then- missing at the. Yeah, he he blipped out, right. and then the Infinity Gauntlet happened, and then okay, great. Okay. There you go. <laughs> so crossovers, baby. Uh, so they have a little conversation, and Alyssa says that she's going to go late tonight. And uh, she wants Rick to help break in with her and see if they can find Sleepwalker. Um, Because she wants to let him know that she's going to defend him. And maybe he won't, you know, we can't let him feel like he's, um, you know, going to be beaten up if he tries to help out. And now we get some classic Marvel style uh, thought bubbles where um, (laughs) where, uh, Rick is... uh, thinking to himself well of course i actually know where sleepwalker is he's in my head but i can't tell her that because she'll think i'm crazy so i just really like her pants oh sorry oh they're they're like the most hideous striped green and black oh they're bad they're oh, bad yeah, but but they're well never mind i'll just stop right there. oh you're talking about the crack of her ass bill I, i'm just saying that they're spray painted on yes well it's of course it is it's comics mm-hmm. um 
So we now cut to the amusement park later that night, where Alyssa has uh, dragged her friend Whitney, blonde bombshell that he is, into uh, helping her out. <laughs> and, and Rick has actually tailed them. This is, you know, he doesn't want anything to happen. So Alyssa and Whitney, they head inside the haunted house. Whitney tries to get a little handsy. Rick, Whitney tries to get a little handsy with Alyssa, and he's, she's like, yeah, back off. They see... Um, some frightening haunted house style uh, scares in there, and we then cut to Deathlock back, back floating around in cyberspace, and uh, he is just yeah figuring that uh, the missing por- persons might you know be somewhere near the uh, the haunted house because uh, there's a spike in power that's going on there now, and at the same time Rick fades asleep. Sleepwalker emerges from his mind, and we cut back into the haunted house interior where Whitney and Alyssa accidentally bump into Deathlock and uh, they freak out. And at this, Sleepwalker hovering near the haunted house floats inside to disrupt the scream uh, the, from Alyssa by uh, zapping Deathlock's hand, like on the cover with his warp beam. And in a classic Marvel style, we don't understand each other's intentions. They fight, mm-hmm. and uh, it's pretty good. You know, they're each landing some blows. And we then have these hideously freakish-looking haunted house monsters come. They're alive, and they snatch Whitney and Alyssa, and they disappear. Um, while there's a half-splash page, uh, very anime style, with no background, just, you know, yellow speed lines of... Death Clock laying a left hook on to uh, Sleepwalker, and it's uh, it's pretty nice looking. When uh, the fight resumes, and just as uh, Deathlock thinks Sleepwalker is going to uh, do away with him, uh, Rick wakes up. Isn't that the mm-hmm. case in all the Sleepwalker stories? And we have a funny panel where Death Clock's like, I think I need a vacation, but I, all I can think of is... is I think I need the vacation. <laughs> no, Terminator 3, I think is mm-hmm. that one. Oh, no, it's Terminator 2. Um, so uh, with Rick awake, he goes in after uh, following the trail of debris. And then we get a really, okay, <laughs> cut. This is getting weird now. We now have a nude Whitney and nude Alyssa with their body parts, their their, their sexy bits, uh, in shadow, in or, shadow covered. or covered by machinery. Their mouths are yeah, hooked but- up. But they drew they never mind. I'm no, they just, yeah they drew Alyssa's nipple. Is that what you wanted to hear? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah it's yeah. there. There's a, There's a fine there. point, a very fine point. <laughs> um, well, they also drew Whitney's, so they weren't being sexist. Uh, that's um, true. So there you go. Um, and uh, with Rick stumbling around, he finds this really high tech room with his ex girlfriend and her friend locked up. And all of a sudden, he's grabbed from behind by some monstrous hands, and we are introduced to the villain, the actual villain of this issue, Mr. FX. And, what, the uh, guy from the Brian Dennehy and the other dude movie? Yeah, a little Never bit. Mind. Now, Mr. FX is, um, he's drawn with, uh, you know, little pedo shades and little pedo mustache, <laughs> a blonde, blonde flat top, and he's heavily in shadows. It's something Ditko might have drawn, rest in peace. And um, <laughs> now Rick is also... Uh, tied up into one of these machines like Alyssa, except he's not stripped naked, so I don't know don't know why. Um, and we get the spiel from Mr. FX saying that his monster effects are the best because they're actually people that he's uh, messed with and that he's controlling controlling their minds. So we, uh, we go cut back to somewhere else in the haunted house where Deathlock is taking on uh, a bunch of the monstrous people that Mr. FX has uh, sicked on him. And he's not able to uh, fight them all off. Uh, he does a big uh, power surge to try to get them all away. And he's trying to repair himself. And because of this, he is also now locked up. And again, Mr. FX is going on his evil spiel. And Deathlock realizes that he's the guy that's responsible for all the kidnappings. So Deathlock decides to go through cyberspace into the unit that's connected to Rick where lo and behold, while he's inside, because basically he's hooked up to his mind, Sleepwalker's there, and they have a little fight in cyberspace, sort of, place, yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and uh, that's when they finally get the old, uh, oh, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, let's, you know, team up here. Um, 
actually no that's not quite it sleepwalker <laughs> sleepwalker actually tricks deathlock into uh um rev- uh making rick fall asleep so that he can emerge that's when he says hey man i'm sorry about your arm let me fix all this the bad guys are here let's fight them together so sleepwalker lets, lets uh, the two of them out of their uh, shackles they uh, there's a couple of nice uh, horizontal double uh panels where the two of them are uh, fighting. Sleepwalker is holding the monsters off in the physical realm, while Deathlock goes into the cyber realm to disact- deactivate. Disactivate is that even a word? To deactivate <laughs> the remote control on all of these monster people. And um, they notice that Mister Effects is not there. They track him to his control room, where there is a mask and a pair of glasses sitting on a chair. Again, it's almost mm. like the first appearance of the uh, terrible Tinkerer in Spider-Man, where you find his face at the end. And uh, Deathlock casually remarks, well, at least my friend Jesus won't have to worry about any more competition. And um, Sleepwalker says, hey, you know, you better go. I'll have to help these people. If you wake up my friend, then I'll disappear. And um, so he's helping Alyssa and Whitney, and they were part of the aliens that were attacking them, uh, the monsters, whatever they are. And um, Deathlock says goodbye to Rick. And... um, Sleepwalker finally disappears. Rick says, I'm going to beat feet because it's going to be awkward for me to be here. And while the two of uh, the two of them, Alyssa and Whitney, are, are there covered in their monstrous guises, just, you know, missing the masks, uh, Whitney's like, hey, babe, I got us out of this predicament, man, you know, and then she kisses <laughs> him. And we get a nice Peter Parker-esque in the shadows moping uh, shot of Rick. And next... She'll kill you for a song. Lullaby. Oh, yeah. So, yeah, there's not a lot of story in this one. This is a punch, 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 fight, fight, fight. It's awesome. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, yeah, so it's um, this is still at the the part of the book where Budiansky was really trying to do, you know, one and dones as much as possible. Um, you know, just because you pay your buck for the issue and... You get a whole story, and you do. You get a whole story right here. Well, does, uh, does FX return? Uh, no. Oh, so oh, yeah. no. Very few re- recurring. More that's more. Sleepwalker is usually fighting a, a one-off villain or a Marvel staple. Ah. <laughs> Got to sell those books. So I like that they that um, the editor put a put a editor's note after the word cyberspace i know so i mean hey man you might not have heard of this thing man deathlock can transmit an electrical digitized form of himself through wires into cyberspace the electronic realm that connects to innumerable electronic networks digital dawn i i heard as a series of tubes (laughs) uh yeah <laughs> so it was a nice touch. It okay. is. It, it, look, it, the, well, this is back when you'd actually get. I know. Editorial. Yeah, people may not be familiar with with cyber. What we're talking nine nine ninety two. Cyberspace back then was was it was barely. I mean, I didn't even. I don't even remember getting dial up until like the ninety four ninety five, and then it was like. Yep. And nobody could use the phone. Yep. Take three minutes to download a photo. Were you? Were, oh my God! Now I'm just thinking of you. You kind of look like the comic book guy from The Simpsons. Are you, were you trying to download naked pictures of Captain Janeway? Is that you? I, Captain Janeway, please. I was trying to get Terry Hatcher wrapped up in a Superman cape. Every that was everybody had that one. I know, but it took forever to download. I know it was terrible. It's now I, you can I, just I, poof. I, it's there. Y- yes. It, it kind of you, took the fun out of things. It took the anticipation out of things. No, it didn't. Now you just take your phone and wherever you want with you, and you're all set. Oh, uh, there's something to be said about hunting things down and and savoring and enjoying things line by line as the picture fills in. It's just not the same. <laughs> well, wait. I think I've gone a little too. Yeah, off that's topic neither here nor there. Um, so it, and again. Well, wait a minute. If it's neither here nor there, then what the hell is it? I don't know. Up your butt. I don't care. Um, <laughs> Up your butt with a, with a web. Oh. Yeah. With a web, yeah. With a web, Mr. Carter. Uh, again, th- th- so Sleepwalker is also suffering the same fate as Amethyst, where the bor- the stuff that would be boring in real life isn't really drawn that excitingly, but the stuff that is rock'em sock'em or monstrous or creepy is better rendered. <laughs> um, mm. And it's, again, there's a lot of off-model in this, too. Um 
and it's not bad. It's just the consistency in terms of artwork. If it's not Sleepwalker or the guest star, because uh, even Alyssa, sometimes they make her look not great, and you like you know she's usually drawn like a smoke show. So I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but FX never comes back. De- Deathlock never appears again. Um, but they do lay the seeds of, uh, you know, the burgeoning love triangle between uh, Alyssa and Rick and Whitney. I forget how long Whitney sticks around. He could be gone next issue. I honestly don't remember. It's been a while since I've read it. Well, he's been around for a few issues. I mean, at least uh, two prior to this. I See, I don't even remember him. He's such a big he was blonde six, ball of he was nothing. rescued, like, in issue six or something. Yeah. Oh, four. Four. Sleepwalker saved this. It's a, oh, a, a, it's a note. Yeah, Sleepwalker saved Whitney Cooper the third's life in Sleepwalker four. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Now I remember him. All right. Gotcha. Gotcha. I do have to say there are a lot. I do miss a lot of the. Uh, oh, there was a book I was just reading that actually had footnotes, and I was like, oh, you know, editor's notes that kind of helped you out. Can't remember which one it was. It, it was a modern book. Yeah, not everybody wants to jump on their phone and go on Wikipedia to get, like, a synopsis. You know, it's like a little blurb here and there mm-hmm. helps out. But, ugh, those days are gone, man. You can never get them back. Yeah, uh, I mean, I really can't add too much more to this one. This one is, this is about par for the course for, a like, a non-mythology uh, issue of Sleepwalker. You know, they don't try to advance anything about the Mindscape or his uh, quest to, to get home. Um so I mean I I can just dive right into my into my uh letter number letter letter grades. Jeez, I can never remember. <laughs> <laughs> uh so we'll start with the cover. Cover is not like the greatest cover in the world. Uh but I do like the corner box. I do like the background uh with the monsters. Um Sleepwalker looks appropriately creepy. Deathlock uh, could be rendered a little bit better, but again, hey, it's not his book, so uh, who am I to judge? Um, Mm. And uh, again, it's nothing that's going to blow your socks off, but it gets the job done. I'm going to put it at a solid B minus. It's uh, it's it's you know, if if I wasn't a a subscriber of the book at this time, um, then um, I you know I'd I'd want to flip through this because it's creepy. Uh, In terms of the interior art. Again, man, it's that dichotomy between the what you know the fun stuff and the mundane stuff, and um, uh, I you know I want to give it a B minus, but again, it's just there's a lot of scratchiness to it and a lot of inconsistency and a lot of I don't want to draw a background here, I just want to draw the figures, so uh, I got to give it a C plus. And in terms of the story, this is power for the course. Um, this is a standard early '90s one-and-done Marvel book, and it's not bad. I certainly enjoyed rereading it, Um, but again, when you do a a character that's showing up for just one issue, it's hard to get any real meat out of that. Uh, So, again, it's it's not the best. Um, You know, so I'm sorry, I gotta go with a C-plus on that, too. So, overall, uh, I'm rocking about a C-plus on this book overall, it looks like. Hmm. Um, Well, kind of like what I did with the last issue, I... uh... I try to just like skim through it to see if I can get the gist of the story, mainly from the art. Yeah, and I was way off when I went okay. back and read it because somehow I thought at the end that um, Whitney and um, Alyssa were actually transformed into those creatures, and like they fell in love because they were transformed. Wow, <laughs> and and that. <laughs> You know, I thought he was looking on with the Peter Parker look because he was sad because he, he couldn't save them. I'm like, what? So then I went back and read it, and I'm like, oh, okay, I totally got it. That's not yeah. what happened at all. Reading is fundamental, which, Bill. Which would, yeah, but try it sometimes. Try not to read anything and just see what story you get just from the visuals. Yeah, and oh, like, yeah, it, definitely in terms of um, visual storytelling, not getting it through the through just the art. I mean, I kind of had the gist. I was along the same lines... You know, I mean, because in my mind, some guy was creating, transforming people into creatures, which was kind of correct, but I thought he was, like, permanently transforming them. No, I, no. You know. Just mind controlling them with costumes. And then, and then when I got to the one where they were trussed up naked, I was like, what? <laughs> That's what you don't <laughs> What's like. What's going on here? Whoa. Um, so, for the cover, yeah, the only thing that really is not that good on the cover is Deathlock. 
His face just yeah. looks off. Yeah, it's not. It's rendered better inside the book, actually. Yeah, it looks like somebody gave him Cable's arms and legs. <laughs> I, I yeah. mean, yeah, it's just got that techno organic virus look to it that 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 Cable seemed to have, you know, had. And 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 I kind of, I mean, like the original Deathlock was more machine looking, right. you know, not so organic techno looking. No, it was a little little rougher around the uh, the edges. Yeah. yeah. And he wasn't yeah. as he wasn't really drawn as bulky either, was he? No, he was he was, he was, he, leaner. He, he was thin. Yeah. I, yeah. So um I think the cover I'm gonna give it a C I'm gonna give it a C. Uh the interior art, yeah, when the warp beam gets used it's pretty cool, but like you said, like the mundane is pretty mundane. Yeah. Um, and there's a lot of black in this issue too. Like there's no yeah, everything's in, well. Everything happened at night and it's dark and it's scary. But even like the the close up of Deathlock on right after with the one that has the the editor's note about uh, cyberspace. Ah, yeah. uh, not real fond of that picture. No, uh, I am fond of Alyssa's pants. But uh, moving <laughs> on from that. <laughs> Um, send all hate mail to Dr. Bill at Back to the Bins. Uh, I think I'm going to go with, uh, go with a C plus on the art. The story, yeah, it's a one and done, but it's, you know, it's doing a little bit to build the mystique, you know, that maybe people are starting to think that Sleepwalker is not a villain. Um, and like you said, the creation of the love, you know, triangle going on um i'll give that like a c plus b minus so i think we're looking at about uh, overall c for myself all right so this is so this book overall is getting like a you know, between a c and a c plus so take that as you will it's getting like a like a 76 overall if we were going to do passing. it on, it's passing it's passing it's a high pass. average no it's not, no it's not even a high pass it's a, it's a, it's average it's average it's average Whereas the last one was maybe just a just a hair above average. Well, it had a far more interesting villain, and to be able to tell a one-off in a crossover mm. is and have it be that entertaining is is tough. Yeah. So well, I guess with that we are we are finished again from delving into the Gem Walker. The Gem Walker. Gem Walker. The, the Sleep World. Sleep World. Amethyst Walker. Ooh. <laughs> Sleepethist. I don't know. Um, My brain is fried. Walker, Princess of the Sleep World. Ooh, there we go. <laughs> I'll try to. If I could draw, I would draw Sleepwalker with some flowing blonde locks and a little purple oh. outfit. You know what? Maybe Mark, Mr. Kalmbach, can combine Amethyst and Sleepwalker into something for us. Uh, if anybody could, it's he's him. the man. He is the man. So, all right. Well, I guess with that, we bid everyone adieu, and uh, you. we'll let you back. Back, you can go back to your sleeping and your dreaming of Amethyst Princess and tight Alyssa pants. Tight Alyssa pants. Oops. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Did I say that out loud? Damn it. I forgot say it again. again. Say, <laughs> say pants again. I dare you. Say pants again. <laughs> all right, Samuel. Bye, everybody. Bye. <laughs> Thank you so much for listening to our show, and we hope you'll continue to join us each and every week for more good old-fashioned comic book back-issue awesomeness. You can contact Back to the Bins to leave feedback, comments, questions, suggestions, and criticisms via email at bins at twotruefreaks.com or by joining the Back to the Bins group on Facebook. Back to the Bins is a proud affiliate of the Two True Freaks Internet Radio Network, which you may find at www.twotruefreaks.com. Two True Freaks is a registered trademark of Demanzo Corps of Milan, Italy. All rights reserved. Please take a moment to stop by the twotruefreaks.com site and check out their many other fine podcasts, won't you? Thanks, and we'll see you next week. All right, cool. That's a quick one, nice. and I can yeah. Still hey, get something there's a reason to edit. All right, go yeah. to bed. Yeah. Although I'm going to be tempted to see if Paul started recording and maybe just make a guest appearance on the other one. I don't know. I should just go to bed. Okay. I should eat something. And go to bed. Go to bed. Yeah. I'm gonna get up early tomorrow. Yeah. yeah. So go to bed. 
All right, man. I don't want to. I don't want to hear about you being Florida man because you didn't sleep enough. Florida, Florida man, man falls asleep at wheel. Yeah. Kills family of sleepwalkers. What? <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Said, but I was Princess Amethyst. What happened? Uh, where am I? All right, dude. All right, I'll man. see you later. You got it.